everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Life Wives for Life, a conversational podcast where three best friends talk about life and stuff and their fish. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Oops, we didn't decide who was going to talk. Oh, I thought you were. Because you have the list. I thought you were too. So Sarah and I vote Lindsay. Well, someone should have told me because I was taking a drink of water. Oh, well. Anyway, hi everybody. We are back to episode 10. We're here to talk about many exciting things because we haven't recorded an episode in almost two months. Yeah. Um, That's why we had a nice backlog. Yep. Because some stuff happened. The life happened. Life happened. Much life. Yes. Um... The then, biggest thing, not the biggest thing, the second biggest thing that happened in August was it was our anniversary. Yay! Yay! Which really, like, in terms of this podcast, is the biggest thing. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's very true. Yes. yes. So, on August 22nd, 2009, oh, gosh. I, yeah, I know, we're old, <laughs> I went to go have <laughs> drinks with my friend Sarah, and I brought my new friend, Nicole, Hi. And then, and then it turned into this. Yeah. Yes. That's the <laughs> short version. <laughs> that, is, that is the short version. And the then slightly it's... longer version is that, technically speaking, all three of us knew each other before all three of us were friends, which I guess yeah. is generally how friendships work. Yeah. But Sarah and I worked together. Well, actually, all three of us were working yeah. together at the time. But Sarah and I yeah. worked together I left a little... Oh, that's right. You had left by that point. But all three of us had worked together. Yeah. We knew yeah. of each other while we were all working together. Yeah. Um, and at the time that you introduced Sarah and I as friends, Sarah and I had, like, worked actively together, though in two different departments, but yeah. that worked closely And, like, with cross each other. paths in a friendly but not friend manner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't like, ew, he's cool. I was like, Nicole. Sarah's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't really feel like I need to be your friend. Yeah, it was just sort of... <laughs> It was an overwhelming time of life, I think, for all of us also. So it was like, yeah. well, I'm not, like, yep. looking for new friends. But, you know, if Lindsay yeah. throws one at me, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we went to a bar, which is, doesn't exist anymore, called the... Was it the Atlantic Trapping Guild? It was. It was yeah. called the Atlantic Trapping Guild. And it was its new home. Yeah, it was, it was the new trap. The new one had opened earlier because that's that was the summer we went there on Canada Day and yes. wrote our names on the table. Yes, which was fun. Yeah. Yes, uh, and now those tables aren't there anymore because well, no. the new Atlantic Trapping Guild, which was a new building for the old Atlantic Trapping Guild, which moved like three blocks, uh, yeah. is now no longer neither the old or the new <laughs> Trapping Guild. It is now the Back Forty. Yeah, which last is good. we checked. <laughs> And mac and cheese. Yeah. And actually, that's, that's true. the first place that... I don't... Was it the first time that we... You and I met Jan, Lynn? Or was that just the first time that the four of us all hung no, out together? No, that was the first time we took him passporting. And, like... Yes. And, like, one-on... Not one-on-one, but, like, just, like, me and you and yeah, L- Nicole a, and Jan. Yeah, I think so. In, like, for yeah. more than a brief period, yeah. Yeah, pretty It was, sure. like, our, our first adventure with Jan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we went there. And he had that ridiculous Caesar that had, oh, like, that was seven gross. things on it. And bourbon. He enjoys doing that with Caesars. Yeah. 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 And the old Trap and Gill is still nothing. It was a bar for a while, and then it's been still empty. 
Yeah. I know, it's so sad. I know. It was a good, I like that location. It had the fun stairs. Oh, yeah, it was and... that fancy sports bar for a while, right? Was that yeah, the one? Yeah. It was called The Corner. Yeah. Yep. It was yep. like a sports wine bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because those two, both of those are way too far away for us now. To way too far. <laughs> <laughs> They're all really cool, close, well, kind of close to Nicole's office. Yeah, that's true. They are. But there's other places, like literally in her building. To go true. To. That is true. Although, you know. It's well, not that great. <laughs> when we went there before, oh, before we went to Cinderella, that oh, oh yeah, so we went it's not that to, great. <laughs> we sat up, we sat outside, and that was fine. Remember? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many other. Outside options. is good. Inside yeah. is good. And then it's true. So, Lindsay, because you're good at remembering things, so mm-hmm. we. This was August two thousand and nine, and then it was the yes. Olympics, which was a great bonding time for all. Uh-huh. was that like February and then yep. was California that year t- that like 2010 no oh, okay 2010 was when we went to Maritimes okay um, but also that summer was when we did a bunch of stuff like us with everybody else we went to Cirque and we went to Lion King oh yeah we were just like still when there busy busy all busy fireworks yeah and um and, and we, like went to the beach all the time went to the beach all the time like i know that we the three of us went to white rock beach oh yeah in there and yeah. we just we went on lots of adventures uh, yeah we did go on lots of adventures it was like 2009 fall was mm-hmm. when the three of us all moved to the west end as well without really planning that yes. yeah so then we had all these adventures and i was unemployed so i was looking for entertainment <laughs> that's true all yeah. the time um, and speaking of the Olympics, I was looking this morning because I was thinking about this and wondering. And we first became a epic threesome on August twenty second, two thousand and nine. And there is not a picture of just the three of us, selfie or otherwise, until the Olympics. <laughs> wow! It's really weird because we were together and there was pictures of like, groups of us and stuff, but also yeah. we didn't have camera phones. So yeah, I think that's the big were less. Yeah, it was a factor of its time. Yeah, I think that's very true. Because you have yeah. to, like, bring so an actual camera. We did go on adventures, but... Yeah. yeah. So that was strange. But, yeah, one of the first pictures, and I can put this up, is us in front of the Olympic clock. Mm-hmm. With all of our Canada gear on the night we went to go see Michael Bublé. And then we hung yeah. out at the art gallery being total nerds. Oh, like, okay, wait, it's important for our listeners to understand. It's not oh, that yeah. we went to a Michael Bublé concert, right. which no, we no, right, would right. generally do. Like, we would definitely all do that if it didn't cost a ridiculous amount of money. Um, but what we did go and do <laughs> was see Michael Bublé run with the torch. Right. The Olympic torch. And then yes. watch hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of mostly women chased after him oh, while yeah. he was running with the Olympic torch. Yeah. I'd forgotten and then, that. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, we, because the, they're, uh, at every Olympic torch stop, mm-hmm. they had like a little party and stuff, but I had been to one already. I don't know if you guys had been to one. I don't um, remember. But, so then we went to the art gallery because that's where they had the clock and they had a bunch of other stuff. And the clock, because that was the night before, it was the Thursday mm-hmm. night, so the clock was at zero. So we all went and took a bunch of pictures. And, and there was Brianne a... was with us and oh, Ross. Yeah. And there was a bobsleigh. There was a bobsleigh. 
And we danced in front of the clock because we pretended we were in Center Stage 2. Because that's yeah. when they filmed it. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, that was a super <laughs> random pageant about the Olympics. One day we'll talk about <laughs> them more. Maybe in February. Oh, yeah. Because they were excellent. Yay. Good times. Awesome. But we did have fun adventures that with, um, fall. Yeah. It was our second playlist to that fall. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I just remember a lot of Christmas stuff, and yeah. Thanksgiving. I don't know, normal fall things. Yeah, it just—it seems yeah. so long ago, and also like just last year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know because it's weird because it was almost two years before we went to California. Mm-hmm. That was May 2011. Okay. So, um, and that's what we always tell our that, story. Like, that's how we know that that's how we travel together. Yeah. And that's when we went from just being, like, friends to being, like, this. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, One thing that we did super bond over in the fall, I think that was the fall we went to Great Big Sea maybe two or three times. Because that's that's the time we went to Bellingham with Julie. Oh, with Julie. And then we we saw them at the Olympics. And did we see them here, too? I think so. Oh, like earlier in that summer, in the fall, maybe? I can't remember. I was looking through the 2009 photos, and that just kept coming up, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know that was a period, yeah. So crazy. So yeah, did. so maybe it was like September, yeah. November, and February, or something ridiculous like that? Yeah, probably something like that. And it was totally, it was like the same tour they were on every time, yeah. except obviously the Olympics, but it didn't matter, because it was awesome. And it was like <laughs> the, the height of Murray being beautiful. Oh, yeah, Murray. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great big scene. Anyway. So good times. Yay. Yay. Hey Nicole, what else did we do this summer? I got married. <laughs> True. True story. <laughs> yep. And it was awesome. It was four weeks ago today on the day that we were recording. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, I the, also the last like, like it was last that long ago. Holy yeah. crap. Also that was like yeah. the last time it rained. It was the last time it rained. It's raining, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's for super us. exciting. It's very. Yeah. Fire Province is on fire. And but it didn't rain on my wedding. No. It really did exciting. not rain on our wedding. And it was not smoky rained on the our next wedding. Day. But it's been smoky all summer and gross and super duper hot. And the day before Nicole's wedding, I'm pretty sure I lost five pounds in sweat. Yep. <laughs> yep. And from moving chairs around and hanging lights and all of that shenanigans. Um, but then it cleared up and it was beautiful and then it rained that night and we just stayed up, Sarah and I and a couple of other people stayed up super late and like, listened, listened to, the to the rain. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was just great. So anyways, I, I was at work the other day and people were like, oh, when was the last time it rained? And I was like, the night of September 12th. <laughs> and I impressed a lot of people. <laughs> August, August 12th. August, August 12th. 12th. People thought I was really crazy. <laughs> and they're like, how did you know that? That's a very precise. And I was like, it rained from about like 1 a.m. till 8 a.m. Also. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I do. Because I'm magic. Yeah. Because I do. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Because they don't already, uh, already think I'm a weirdo. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell us more about your wedding. It was so it. perfect and awesome and wonderful and it was the best. Yeah, yeah. generally. Um, you guys both looked beautiful you were uh, my maid of honor and one of 
three bridesmaids and uh it was just it was just so awesome and wonderful and the best day ever and speaking of my husband has just come home and i love saying my husband it's really exciting (laughs) hello husband i am in the middle of podcasting with Lindsay and sarah hi (laughs) yay (laughs) that was our first guest that is our first guest (laughs) Two words. Oh, he took George away. Oh, no. Bye, George. George. Oh, the cat sad. love is so fickle. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else was a part of your wedding party there, Nicole? Our fish. That is correct. <laughs> Big, important most job. awesome but weird and ring bearer ever. Yes. He was being held by my cousin's child, who I call my nephew, though it's not my technical nephew, um, by the adorable Owen, who was so careful not to drop (laughs) Charlie and, like, took the responsibility of... I think he took the responsibility of caring for Charlie way more seriously than the fact that our wedding rings were tied around Charlie's neck and he was also technically responsible for it, so... Yeah. yeah, he's a very serious and like responsible. I don't know, six or seven, six, seven, seven. He's going. He just started grade two. Okay, so he's seven, seven-ish. Yeah, yeah, seven. Like he's yeah, because I know initially you were not you were gonna tie pretend rings on. Yeah, but we tied the real rings on and it was great. Yeah, totally, was. he was he was he was all good. Yeah, yeah, he was very responsible as opposed to these flower girls. <laughs> They're chucking of the flowers. <laughs> they were so cute. Everything about our wedding was so perfect and amazing. And it's hard to pick. Like, there's 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 no possible way to pick like favorite moments, except you know the moment you get married, because that's it's everything that all romantic comedies and other like yeah. it's just it's everything that everybody tells you, and it's totally overwhelming and amazing and awesome. Um, and I. It's just it's just the best it's the best ever <laughs> and i'm gonna start crying again anyway anyway the flower girls the flower girls i did not get to see this but i got to see the aftermath of it because of course <laughs> they came out before me they apparently were super good about tossing their little petals of flowers gently <laughs> as they were walking down the aisle but when they got to the end they still had flower petals in their baskets and they didn't know what to do so they just Turned over their backs. <laughs> Shook them out. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Yep. It was a good laugh before I had to be so serious. Oh, yeah. So serious. And we, we've we come up with a new cure-all for all things. Yep. <laughs> yes, so this is probably, all from problems. getting married, the most important thing we discovered. <laughs> it was a very important <laughs> so, discovery. One of the other bridesmaids was looking up tips on how to not cry, and some of them were completely ridiculous, like remove yourself from the situation, or take a walk. It's or, obviously not something you can do while you're standing there watching. Or your write down your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be super awkward. And, it's like, I'm just going to pull a notepad out of my dress and write down my feelings while you're getting married. Pardon yep. me. And also, <laughs> yawn. Because yeah. first of all, that makes your eyes water, which doesn't make any sense. But also, that's rude. Yawning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I thought about going for a walk, but I, you know, I did the, our new secret trick instead. Yep. 
Which is? Which is um, pushing your tongue into the roof of your mouth. It almost entirely successfully kept me from crying. Like, there there were tears, but I wasn't like, (laughs) yeah. 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 It It wasn't like at my sister's wedding where it was like, like so much water coming out of my face. Like, it was ugly cry. It was just leaking. It was much better. Just leaking. Yay. And the bonus is there are photos because apparently I can't do that without opening my mouth. So there are photos. We've seen the photos now of my mouth a little bit open. <laughs> yeah, with your tongue pressed to the with roof the of your mouth. With the tongue pressed to the roof of my mouth. And then, yeah. so, and, and then the week so. after their wedding, it came out, I think on like uh, Life Hacks or I don't know, some website I came across. And it was like, stop yourself from sneezing by pushing the, your tongue into the roof of your mouth. <laughs> so... Our doctor friend, who it's was one of the other bridesmaids, has declared that it is the new thing to cure all things. Yeah. 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 The other part of some of the photos is um, the three of you are looking at Nicole and Jan, and I'm looking up at the trees. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, if I don't look at them, then maybe it'll be okay. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Good times. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't actually think if I knew or not, but, like, did you guys cry during the wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, like, not not a lot. Just, yeah. It was, like, raining under my eyes. Just a little bit. I was making lasagna for one. (laughs) (laughs) It was just raining on your face. It was raining on my face. And I I cried during the speeches also. Oh, I did not cry during the speeches. But I think because I, at least for, I think if I hadn't known what Telly was saying then I probably would have because yeah, yeah. I cried reading them like when she sent it yeah that's true yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I cried reading them as well but you know once yeah. I get started it's kind of it yeah. so yeah I cried a lot yeah. but that's I'm really good at, adorable I'm we good access at our feelings guys <laughs> I mean because obviously I was crying yeah. um, but I hope Prettily. The pictures make it look like it was pretty. Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> and it was mostly just like just watery. And uh, um, Jan also cried. Yes, I can say that now because we all knew it was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. It was just based on whether it was going to be me first or Jan first. And I think it was equal. Yeah, it was like yeah, I think simultaneous. It, well, he had an, it was unfair advantage because he had to walk down the aisle first with his parents. So yeah, yeah, but I don't think he cried first. then. I don't know. He didn't seem Maybe. like he was crying until Nicole started walking down the aisle, but I could be wrong. It was really sunny. I don't know. <laughs> so, True. So... And also, I wasn't looking at him. I was looking yes. at the trees. <laughs> See, I found a nice patch of trees, like, just beyond them, so it was good. Yeah, it's, um, it's too bad the deer weren't there at that point. I could have been looking at the <laughs> Yeah, that's how awesome our wedding was, is that a mom and three baby deer which how the hell is that even possible let me just say um but a mommy and three baby deer came to the wedding yeah it was the best it was the best day best day ever best day ever so fun <laughs> yeah and we danced and, and yes, you guys we were very very good at keeping me calm uh and keeping me from crying before i had to walk down the aisle because you all mm. had pre-prepared stories of <laughs> our life together in our Lake Wives for Life experience to remind me of all of the funny, ridiculous times that we've had, and also quotes from our favorite TV shows that can always make that. Yep. I don't remember what some of them were. I remember, like, three of them, but that's really all. I remember mostly the, damn it, Trudy, what about the pineapple? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. That was was the only one I remembered. (laughs) 
No, because I remember, I think the first one was Dolphins Are Just Gay Sharks. Because that had just, like, sprung in from my memory from, like, a, a long time ago. And um, not dancing for them anymore. Yeah. Obviously. obviously. And Red Vines, which is the biggest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then aside from sticking our tongues to the roof of our mouths, which I didn't even try because I was just, I couldn't even remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many feelings. Um, but what I really appreciated and what we've continued now past the oh, yeah. thing, um, is just screaming in each other's faces, no emotions! <laughs> yeah. It was the best way to get to someone to stop crying because yeah. they would laugh instead. Yeah. And the best was we, as a bridesmaid party or a bridal party, kind of put that idea together. Yes. <laughs> and didn't obviously then tell anyone else, but other people would start to say nice things, and then we would just yell, yell to like no other people who didn't know, just no emotions. Like your dad. And then, yep. Yeah. Oh, and Pete, when he was giving you that gift, was like, "What are you yep. doing? Pete, we're gonna walk down the aisle in like five minutes, and you're making us cry." So yep. it worked. Yes. So cute. Luckily, we were postponed by the boutonniere emergency. Yes. As it turns out, all of um, the men in Jan's groomsman party, and also Jan, did not know what the word boutonniere meant. So that was a mistake on my part. Probably should have. Or also, there there was a box of little flower things sitting on the table, and they didn't know that they had to do anything with them. Yep. Yep. And then, once we explained, they needed one of their wives to assist yeah yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) oh good times yeah yeah so one of the aspects of nicole's wedding that a lot of people brought up before and after was her superb organizational skills which thank you very much i've known about for a while yeah because you know we're (laughs) We're the same. And also, I saw the spreadsheet early. Yeah. I was <laughs> like seven pages. And it was eight pages long, people. <laughs> eight, eight pages, pages long. Pages. Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. But she had excellent helpers, wedding planner-esques. Yes. Um, and uh, what helped them out there, Nicole, and to our segue into Canadiana. This is true. Our Canadiana segment this week is inspired uh, by the tool that our two wedding day of coordinators who are friends of ours so um jan's cousin's girlfriend michelle was our behind the scenes coordinator and she was amazing she was just she was the bomb diggity um and our good friend who i have worked with for goodness knows how long actually i don't even know how long she and i've known each other but we worked together for a really long time we co-managed a department together for a very long time teresa she was our mc um, and so Teresa and Michelle were like the front of house and behind the scenes coordinators together and they were a superb team Yeah, and they were able to communicate all day because of walkie talkies yes Yay. that is correct blue <laughs> children's toy walkie talkies were <laughs> what allowed them to keep my spreadsheet moving forward yeah. <laughs> and when I gave them the walkie talkies, I honestly don't know if I've ever seen two adult women more excited about a toy. <laughs> they were so I think the only more excited person would have been if somebody had given you a walkie talkie at some other yeah. similar situation. Yeah, very true. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. 
Um, so that was really awesome. They uh, got to play with walkie-talkies, and everything went off without a hitch, which is amazing. And they were um, super helpful for like when you're like, "Hey, we have to. We're going to be late because we have to put boutonnieres on, men." <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it turns out when we were kind of trying to figure out what a Canadiana segment could be for this episode where we knew we were going to spend a lot of time talking about the wedding because, well, it happened and it was kind of a big deal. And Charlie was a feature point, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure because like probably only a sixth of the guests, maybe, maybe yeah. even like an eighth of the guests uh, really, really know Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for everyone else who saw Owen... Walking down the aisle with stuffed fish, and then hand it to the best man, Derek, which was also fun because yeah. Derek had never met Charlie until the rehearsal. <laughs> and um, he had to untie the rings from him. Yeah, in yeah. front of everybody. That's probably like a weird thing for people, but oh well, didn't matter. It was awesome. My wedding. Uh, yep. I'm the bride. So uh, we were trying to figure out, okay, what was a Canadian thing? Like, obviously, we got married in Canada, but that, you know, that is kind of neither here nor there but it turns out that walkie talkies were actually invented by a Canadian go Canada there's a lot of snow it's true but they weren't invented because of the snow they were in fact invented for bush pilots in the mining sector uh, who had to fly their planes between remote sites in the well okay it is in the north because it was in the far north of Canada so I suppose snow had something to do with it it was mostly the planes so that's why they were invented by Donald L. Haynes. Mm, cool. mm-hmm. He built the first true walkie-talkies, and I'll circle back to that, uh, in 1937. But they weren't called walkie-talkies. He just called them two-way field radios. So um, the reason that they became called walkie-talkies was later, so 1937, just a couple of years before, you know, this kind of big thing ended up happening where it would probably be helpful for people to be able to talk to each other yep. um, and oh circling back around all over again if you watch Wonder Woman which everybody should do because it's an epic awesome amazing movie you will notice that they do use walkie talkies mm-hmm. in that movie which takes place in the first world war that's wrong walkie talkies do not exist in the first yeah. world war so they had like scandal. Just they had, um, like, ham radio-style style things. They just weren't shaped and, like, functioned like walkie-talkies. They, like, they had radio communication, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did have radio communication, but not that you could move around with you if you were on the ground. Yes. Yeah, like, it was like you, big... as a soldier, couldn't have yeah. this. Which is why walkie-talkies became very important for, yes, the Second World War. And it was reporters who were reporting on this device that Donald Haynes, this Canadian, had invented that was now becoming super helpful for all of the soldiers in the war. Mm. The reporters are the ones that called them walkie-talkies, and sometimes talkie-walkies. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> weird. <laughs> now, the reason it's important to say that Haynes was the inventor of the first true walkie-talkie is because there has been, as there is with most things, some debate mm. as to whether or not he was actually the first inventor of the things that came to be known as walkie-talkies. Apparently, Americans just like to take credit for Canadian yeah. ideas, like, mm-hmm. you know, the phone. <laughs> America. Um, but that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> uh, and some Americans 
claimed that the first walkie-talkies actually dated back to 1933. But in fact, these early portable radios weren't either walkies nor talkies. <laughs> because they had to be connected to a vehicle for power. Right. You couldn't, like, walk away from the vehicle yep. with them. And you couldn't actually talk to them. They just transmitted code. Oh, like Morse code? Mm-hmm. Uh, not no, necessarily. Well, I guess kind of like a version of Morse code. Yeah. Because um, it was just sounds. Like you could, yeah. So whether it was specifically Morse code or something else more cryptic um, or code like, but you couldn't, you know, have your voice transmitted. Right. It was just noise. Yeah. And then another claim is uh, that an inventor named Al Gross of the United States. He invented his own walkie-talkie in 1938. And this is true. He did do this, and he did it without taking anything from uh, or looking at any of the plans from Donald Hings. It was also before the Second World War. And like I said earlier, Hings' invention was just being used by bush pilots in north northern Canada for mining purposes in 1937. So Al Gross came up with the same idea and used very similar technology in 1938. But technically... Since Hings was first in 1937, he gets the credit. Yay. Go Canada! Go Canada. And that's why patents are important. Yes. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've fun. tried really hard because Donald Hings' own personal website. Yes. Because he passed away actually in 2004, which oh, is no. wow. relatively recently. How and old was he when he invented the walkie-talkie? Uh, not very old. <laughs> Um, but the even crazier thing is that he passed away in Burnaby, oh. which is very, very close to where we all live. He lived in Burnaby. So random. Go yeah. you. Yeah. He was born in 1907, so he oh. was quite uh, quite a experienced, long-lived. Almost 100. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Long he was given the Order of Canada on August 16th in 2001. Wow. Excellent. Good job. For his, particularly for his invention, because, you know, walkie-talkies are kind of important in the history of all things. Did you guys as kids have Fisher-Price walkie-talkies? I don't know if I did, but somebody did. uh, I remember them not being a big part of my childhood, but I definitely played with them. They were brown, or the ones that I had were brown, because it that was the color that Fisher-Price Electronics were because they were like the same brown as the Fisher-Price record player in my head anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't, and again, I don't know if we had them or if friends had them, but I have, yeah, serious memories. And they like can barely go like the width of a lot. Like they, the power was small. You could hear yeah. the person talking and, and also hear through the walkie-talkie, but it was very fun. <laughs> yes. Very, very funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I had that. I think somebody else... Because okay. I'm remembering the flashlight that had different colors also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Like a lantern. Right? And, and it was a lantern? Like, you could pull it out and it would be a lantern? Yeah, like yeah. you could move it around. It would be a flashlight or a lantern. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I don't know. So the biggest thing that sticks in my mind for Fisher-Price was roller skates that you strapped to your shoes. Oh, yeah. And my kitchen, mm. which was awesome. Oh, I love my It had a phone. Kitchen. It had a phone. And then it was a cordless <laughs> phone. Ooh. So I could take it into my little text car. And I was the coolest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So fun. So fun. Did you have walkie-talkies anyway. as a kid, Nicole? I did have walkie-talkies as a kid. Um, so 
one day we'll probably talk about all of our childhoods and all of the you know crazy mischief we got up with with friends before we were all friends because that's <laughs> been a feature of our lives but my friend natalie who lived two doors down to the right she and i had walkie-talkies that we used primarily to put into play ridiculous plans to torture our friend who we both ended up later in life having crushes on kevin who lived two doors down to the left ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's my primary use for walkie talkies now jan and i have the walkie talkies that michelle and Teresa were using during the wedding oh, uh, yeah. and we use them to communicate to each other in the house like, <laughs> especially when, for example, I may be out at the pool and my adult beverage may have run low and uh. may be in the house where the adult <laughs> beverage refills come from. And I will fill walkie talkie him because they're <laughs> decently waterproof, so good to have around the pool. And it's awesome. That's fun. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous reason to have, get married I've ever heard. It's not so much why we got married, but it is why we have walkie-talkies. No, I was like, isn't that the only reason to get married? So that you have somebody mm-hmm. to bring you breakfast in bed and wine and yeah. look after you? Yeah. <laughs> like, Pretty I mean, fair. there's the whole love thing, but like, long term. Long term. I don't know. Yeah. Someone to bring you a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you never got around to training Fred on how to do that. Yeah, that, that cat just... Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Good for nothing. Good for nothing. And no, that's not true. If you want to dispose of your plastic in a slow and unhealthy way, he can help you. It's true. He'll just keep eating plastic. Oh, yep. Fred. He's also good if you want to create another cat out of just fur. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or... And if you are feeling like you didn't need your inside internal organs... <laughs> If you want your internal, I was going to say, if you want your internal organs massaged, (laughs) Fred's the one, because he can reach them through your belly with his pointy legs. He's so good at so many things, guys. (laughs) For sure. Cats have skills. Doesn't mean I like him, but, you know, he's got skills. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. What's next? We have recommendations for each other. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wants I'm to very excited about this. So we've decided to recommend to each other. Um, so this is where we will all have to... I think we decided we were doing books. So we're all going to yeah. have to read each other books that we wanted each other to read that have meant something to us in our lives. And uh, I don't really remember why, but we decided to do children's books. Now, that doesn't mean, like, kids' kids' books, but young books that are were important to us in our childhood at some point and since i'm talking i'm gonna go first yay so my recommendation is a book by sharon creech and it's called walk two moons have either of you read it before i've never even heard of it okay it was a book that i got from the scholastic book drive that happened because that's where most of my books came from how awesome were those things oh so good just the best Loved it. It was the best. Um, Did you get all the, like, the cat posters? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I loved when they would, like, send you home with basically, like, a catalog of books to order, and I would bring it home, and I would have checked 
pretty much all of them already yeah. and then mom and dad would have to be like no you can only have you know two or three or however many it was and be like but i want all of them and i've checked them all <laughs> i didn't understand that you know you could just put an x through a check mark apparently anyway so i got this from that and i had like no one recommended it to me at the time it was just a book that i got because i liked the cover or whatever like the, whatever it was on this plastic order form i was like i want to order that book and it is a book still to this day that when i want to recommend a book to like a young a young adult in my life or or even younger or just like someone who is kind of on that threshold of like entering into the teenage years I think it's a perfect book for people at that age um, because it's about a young girl who has lost her mom and she is staying with her grandmother I believe or her aunt I can't remember because I haven't reread it so I'm going to reread it as well I've, well I've read it in the past but just not recently um, and is kind of trying to learn how to how to deal with that situation um and the person who's taking care of her has a saying don't judge a man until you've walked two moons in his moccasins and so that's where the title comes from and it's just a really really wonderful story about growing up and learning to deal with things and it's only 231 pages long but that's you know like giant print style and like small Um, paperback sized pages yeah yeah Yeah, exactly um so i don't expect it'll take too long and it's just it's really really special to me and i'm excited to revisit Mm -hmm. and i hope you guys have a good experience with it thanks okay Okay. sarah you go next okay um so mine is actually one that i did not read as a child but that i was introduced to in university because i took children's lit um just not as a major just as one elective course um and it is called Haroon and the Sea of Stories by Salman Rushdie and Salman Rushdie most people don't think of as a children's author he wrote um oh what are those books uh Midnight's Children is probably his famous one and he also wrote um the satanic verses and he is I think from Iran originally and because of the types of books that he published and the content of them um, was basically exiled from his country Um, and if he returned would have been executed. So I think he lives in America now or England I'm not sure. And Harun and the Sea of Stories came up like sort of started as he was trying to explain the sort of censure that he was getting from his home country to his son. And so Harun and the Sea of Stories is like an allegorical story um, but it also really reminds me of the sort of like imagination-y world building of books like um, A Wrinkle in Time, um, Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz kind of. So like going on a quest and an adventure to go, you know, learn things about yourself and come of age quest kind of book. Um, it's delightful. I am really excited to reread it. I pulled it off my shelf this morning and I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just really delightful, and I think, um, not a lot of people have necessarily heard of it. So it was published in 1990, so I would have been, like, at the right age to have read it, but had never heard of it until the early 2000s when I had to read it for university. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Hooray! Hooray! All right, so I had actually a really tough time with this because 
I'm pretty sure all of the books I read when I was young, you've already read because I've made you. Or, <laughs> you know, you've read them because you are like me and you grew up in that time frame when, you know, it was pre-Harry Potter so and pre-everything that happened after that. So a lot of stuff that you read in, like, your tweens was, you know, Lucy Bob Montgomery, Louisa May Alcott, and then... Um, I discovered I had to read Wrinkle in Time in grade six, and it literally changed my life. Um, but you guys have already all read the Madeline Lingle stuff because I made you. Um, <laughs> and she's the best, and I would recommend it again, but those are against the rules. So the other stuff I thought of, you'd also all read, like Kit Pearson, The Sky is Falling, and Handful of Time, and all of those. Oh, so good. Um, and then kind of, I went through a really weird phase. I spent most of my, like, late, whatever, eight to ten reading Babysitter's Club and Sweet Valley. I'm like, that was it. And then, like, all those other ones that were books like that, like Silver Blades, and I'm sure there was, like, ones with horses or gymnastics or something, <laughs> you know, where there's a group together and yeah. they're, everybody, each book is based on somebody's POV. Um, so I read all of those, and then they told me that I had to stop <laughs> and, and read other things. So, which is when I discovered... Um, when it says when I started reading Lucy Maud Montgomery and went from there and I'm like, I'm going to read them all and then it took me way longer because Anne Green Gables is longer than a Babysitter's Club book, guys yeah. just in case and also there's like 12 of them or something <laughs> yes that's true, there's a lot of them oh, they're so good, anyway that was a long tangent, but <laughs> I got to that kind of stuff and then I did Wrinkle in Time and I discovered Fantasy and it pretty much the same time of Wrinkle in Time, I read The Hobbit, and that was it. And I stopped reading YA, and I started reading adult fantasy books yeah. instead. Um, so, you know, I've got back to YA a lot in my life, obviously. Harry Potter changed everybody's life, as, you know, you will attest, and all of yep. that kind of stuff. Um, but I am recommending a book I don't think you guys have read, which was actually recommended to me by our friend, the children's author, Stacey Madsen. Nice. Um, at the only book club that she ever went to, which was the book club that we chose to read Station Eleven. So it was a really good book club. But anyway, that's a, that's a tangent as well. So I'm recommending Afterworlds by Scott Westerfield. Scott Westerfeld. Um, and I think I have read this book. Did I... you read it? Did I tell you to read it? I think, is it the one where it switches chapter to chapter? Yeah, it is. Yes. Chapter to chapter. Okay, well, you're going to have to read it again because you've just read all of the books that I've read. So we can't play this game anymore. <laughs> I have not read it as far as I know. So I'm excited. Okay. So yeah, so it is about an author who wrote her book and she's 18. Um, and it's like her journey through her year of getting published and like trying to write her sequel. And also it switches chapter to chapter to her actual book. So you're oh, reading cool. that as well. And it's fascinating and incredibly well written. And it is apparently a series because it's called Afterworlds, Afterworlds 1. Oh. Um, but I haven't heard anything about a second one. And that was it was published a while ago. Let's look if I had it up. Um, yeah, in 2014. Huh. And there hasn't been anything since. So I don't know what he's doing. But we'll see. Anyway, that's what I'm recommending. And yeah, awesome. Nicole, you're just going to have to deal with it. That's okay. It's great. I'd love to reread it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, he's written a lot of other YA stuff. But... Nothing else for Afterworlds. That's lame. Come on, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, but it did make me think about all my books that I read when I was a child, Yay. like as a tween and a teen, and yeah. enjoy those. Yeah, good times. Yay books. Yay. Books. Yay. All right. Anybody else have anything else to add? I think that's good. I think that's all. Awesome. Thanks everybody for joining us. Yay. Yay. Okay. Don't now forget. what happens? <laughs> Have a good day. Have a good day. Don't forget. No, wait, we gotta do our handles. Nicole, you're the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to Lifewives for Life. You can find us on iTunes Podcasts or Android Podcasts or wherever you like to get podcasts. Or you can check out our website at lifewivespodcast.com. It's true. And you can follow us on social media at Lifewives for Life. Um, on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter we're LifeWives4 with a 4 the number life as well and you can follow us there and we have many pictures of us and even more pictures of Charlie and I will put up a photo of Charlie with his top hat and bow tie on for the wedding because he really looks better than everybody else it's true yeah (laughs) it's true (laughs) and yeah yeah. that's, that's all I got we'll see you next time Hey, bye. bye.